Hello everyone, my name is Michelle Gevty-Corns and I'm the owner and founder of Eternal Being Wellness Clinic and Detox. Today we have Kathy Rustin and um, I've brought her along so we can discuss even more so at these critical times the things that are going on with people and children. So Kathy, I'd like you to induce yourself and the services that you provide. Hello Michelle. Um, yes, my name is Kath Ruskin and I've been working in the education sector for 40 years, mainly working with vulnerable young people um, in lots of different guises. Uh, but the hat that I'm going to wear today is mainly uh, the one of a holistic coach. So Kathy, we've known each other for a really, really long time, haven't we? Mm -hmm. And um, and we work alongside each other. And, and this during this time, we are personally, I've seen such an influx in um, people's mental health, but more importantly, children, mm -hmm. um, as you know, you've seen as well. So in this climate that we've had during all the lockdowns that we have, and probably more lockdowns that we're going to have. What have you seen the pattern of behaviours and attitudes of adults and children during this time? Because I've seen such a massive shift and, and my, my caseload's gone out the roof, which is fantastic to help so many people, but it's also very, very scary and very daunting to see that things are not happening in certain you know places that it should be happening to support these children and adults. Absolutely. Um... I absolutely agree with you. Uh, what I have seen is an, um, a demand for help yeah. for these vulnerable young people. They are displaying many different behaviours. Mm -hmm. um, mainly, I, I now believe that we have a, a pandemic of anxiety. Yeah. Um, anxiety triggered by so many different things, mm -hmm. as you know, the lockdown obviously cause social anxiety for mm -hmm. young people because what happens is when they don't communicate with anybody other than their families then they find it really difficult to then go out again and reconnect that's one thing um i think the second thing is that parents behaviors changed as well yeah we have seen such a huge shift in that and some absolutely fantastic and really positive but then on the other scale very negative and also children and younger adults going through certain changes in their life whether it's puberty whether that's going up to us you know from from tops going up to primary school secondary school colleges university and the conflict in personalities in the household you really do finding across that they're really struggling and then it comes out in different ways and the parents can't cope with it then. It does. It's manifesting itself in health problems, which yeah. you're seeing stomach problems, um, headaches, migraines. Then it's going into, um, man you know, showing the symptoms of high anxiety. Yeah. So they're not coping with everyday things. They're then put back into the school situation where they're still frightened about what COVID could do for them. If their parents are frightened, that's being put onto them. Yeah. They're then fearful to to do go back into the normal. Transference. Yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
going forward on a positive note you know there's there's so many ways that we can we can help and i've been doing that since day one in the first lockdown and and i'm, I'm so happy that i do a role that i absolutely love absolutely it's 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 such an amazing feeling to help people see what's actually hidden in there without all these awful layers that they've transferred onto themselves these coping strategies whether it's ocd whether you know struggling to even deal with sound and so on but for yourself Kathy and the, the people and children that you've been working with how, how would people get hold of you and contact you in in the role that you do how's the referral system how does it work the referral system is mainly through schools but what I'm now finding is that parents are contacting me privately through my website um, on social media because I think before parents were expecting the schools to fund um, extra help, unfortunately now that we all know we all know that the funding has gone. So schools are in turmoil. Schools are um, actually struggling, you know, in such a way that they feel that they're letting the students down. They just do not have the funding. Um, recently, actually, um, and this is something I'm going to put out there, some schools have contacted me and they're using wellness catch-up. So the COVID catch-up money, they're actually investing that into well-being, which is just so That's amazing. amazing. That's really good. Um, so there's two schools looking at that at the moment. Um, and even if I can just get in to speak to 20 people, it's 20 young people that didn't have the help before. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and that in itself, you know, we're, we're working with some clients at the, at the moment and, you know, we're not talking just in this area, we're talking all around Britain and I've been working with people overseas, including children. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, I've got goosebumps, but seeing the shift mm. um, is huge. It's those tiny little changes to help which makes the big changes, but also, you know, patience, staying calm, which is really difficult. And I know this, I've got three children, so I, I do get it, you know. When you're close to it, it's hard because you just want that child or that that older adult that's, you know, teenager or going into university to just to sort themselves out. Come on, just get on with it. But it's not as easy as that. In fact, that can be damaging, yeah, Michelle, as we know. Uh, yes, I've been work, I'm working with um, adults as well. Um, teachers, actually, a lot, yeah. lot of teachers. I've got um, four teachers on my books, and not only from the last few weeks. Um, and that's because they're under, so they're expectat they're, the expectations put on them just are not, that they're not able to do the work. They're not social workers, they're not, you know, they're not counsellors, they're not coaches. But also, they're, you know, I, I, I've, with teachers and headmistresses and headmasters and and people the support workers that work in the schools they're on duty 24 7. they don't even get chance sometimes to even go for a wee let alone a poo so you can imagine what their digestion system's like when they come to me so i've worked with 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 that part of the industry for a really long time but during this time now and all the resources that they've had to learn and pick up on the go, you know, working from home and having to do things online Absolutely. and then to understand IT and teaching and making sure that the pupils are all integrating and then dealing with sometimes with really difficult parents, to be fair, that very are very difficult. negative 
towards what's going on. And it's a really, really, I'm going to swear, bloody hard job that they have to do. Um, and they need, we need to have the hats off, hats off to them because they've done an amazing job in a very difficult time. I think the government has put a lot on their shoulders, including regards to there was not meant to be any exams and so on. Well, that went out the window because they have They are doing exams in the schools. They're actually doing more. Yeah, they are, and they're having to do all the marking and stuff themselves, which. Yeah. You know, some people say, well, shouldn't they shouldn't be, but it should be an outside agency that should be doing that and doing all the marking and so on and not on on themselves, you know. So. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, Michelle. I've been into two local schools and I live in, in Leicestershire. I've been into two local schools in the last week where the uh, member of staff in charge of emotional well-being, both of them actually said to me, I'm looking for another job. Yeah. I know that those te- the teachers in those roles are the most passionate, caring, committed members of staff. Um, And they're so relieved when they can speak to somebody like myself or yourself, Michelle, and they get some outside advice and they can take a breath and go, oh, thank goodness we've got some help. But then when the money's not there, when the COVID catch-up money, you know, finishes, they are going to be floundering again. And that means teachers are floundering, parents are floundering, young people are floundering. Totally. And, you know, that is, I mean, we knew a few years ago now there was going to be a change in funding. The, the schools were having to fundraise and get as, as much as they can for resources just for paper and pens in the schools. So mental health is, even though it's meant to be at the top, it gets put down to the bottom for giving those resources because it's not just the children, it's the teachers that need it on a daily basis Absolutely. to have that mindfulness that that they've, they've got these tools to take out, as I, my favourite saying, out their toolkit, to take out those particular times, whether that's tapping, whether that's breath work, whether that's just taking a step back and looking outside themselves. Asking for help, Michelle. Yeah. Asking for help. There's an awful lot of people... And we've probably been in that boat ourselves yeah, as parents. Definitely. If you ask for help, you you do sort of maybe go, oh, I can't cope. And then nobody wants to actually put that out there. But actually at this moment in time, I think it's really important that if you're struggling, that you ask for help. Sometimes it might only be a couple of sessions, a couple of hours yeah. to give you the awareness of how to help your young your, your child, how to help yourself and how, how to help your surround, you know, your, your the people in your work environment, your home environment. Mm. And you never know anybody that you come across. Um, just that, that awareness. I want to just say that today. Awareness yeah. is the biggest thing. The way I can describe it sometimes when you're so full in it and you've got fear, you've got the anxiety, the unknown, not knowing what's going to happen financially, um, children all over the place it's it's a bit like going on holiday and you're backpacking but you're in a war zone Mm -hmm. and you just don't know where you're going so getting that extra help and support and having that like tour guide on your way to to help direct you but without telling you that's that's a big thing Hmm. it's guiding you and assisting you with the tools and also getting those key points out of you without making you let's think of the right word our dyslexic moment we both know this don't we Cathy but you know pulling it out of you that 
the, the, the things that you're actually wanting to change without telling you that. That's without, really important. Well, it is, without judgment. Yeah. Without making, without actually digging too far into what assumptions. The, what the catalyst was. Yeah. Absolutely assumptions. But I think also helping people to help themselves. That's the biggest thing that we put across, yeah. is helping people to help themselves because we can't do it for them. But a little bit of awareness, some knowledge, and also as well some hope is that not what we give yeah. our clients it's some hope that hope and some magic Kathy hope bit, and magic a little bit of stardust yeah magic magic's really important and also seeing the magic in people people everybody's got magic within them and it's about bringing that spark back alive again and that's really important it doesn't need to be lost and unfortunately you can see it in people's eyes they get that glaze over and they look they, they, they just don't. They're just surviving, and life is not there just to be surviving. I think you've also sort of hit on another problem we have at the moment is that the lack of sleep. Mm. People not being able to switch off. What they don't realise is that um, with anxiety, anxiety is a conceptual word. It actually means fear. Mm. Um, and you know when somebody says, "Oh, you know, I have an anxiety disorder." It's not actually a disorder, it's actually an imbalance of a hormone called adrenaline that's running around our bodies. Yeah. Michelle and I know absolutely what adrenaline does. It, it's, it's actually our safety hormone, it's our super hormone. It's what keeps us safe, it what, you know, alerts us of danger, but actually when it is running around the body without any need because we are switching it on every day, because we've, we're reliving our dark places every yeah, day. And that's and where you, you're basically, your colon goes into a spastic state. Yeah. And when it goes into a spastic t state, it'll be constantly going to toilet or constipation. And then your hormones are out of balance. So then people's cortisone levels, the stress hormone, is a good thing when you're ready for alert, ready for filming, you know. It's about, flight. Yeah, it's about it then switching back down into parasympathetic. But unfortunately, with anxiety and stress and the fear, which all go underneath the same bracket, that will happen through the night because the colon's learned that because it's reliving it. So then what happens is it peaks and it will happen anything from 12, 11, 2, 3, 4. And when it goes out like that, then it disturbs your sleep and then you will not have a deep sleep. So you'll wake up exhausted, drained, which will then bring up more anxiety and more stress, more bloating, more of all these horrible secondary symptoms, which for me are the primary reasons why it's happening in the first place. So it's about Absolutely. fixing that problem. And I will say fixing the problem because every single person you have to work out to tailor that to suit that client and children and babies as well because again i'm seeing it in babies as well because babies are picking up from their parents and also then the foods they're eating so then the person will crave more of the bad foods which will then create more anxiety more stress more problems with their digestion and more behavioral problems as well so this is why it's a key point to take one step at a time but as kathy quite rightly said sleep is the most important thing so that's where i first look at a person whether it's a child whether it's an elderly person to somebody as you know a teenager or, or into like the 30s 40s 20s and look at their routine because routine 
is absolutely everything. So even with people with anxiety and stress, they will have a routine. Not whether they say a good, good one, one. <laughs> yeah, but but they will have they will have a routine, and that's um that's giving me goosebumps. Um, that shows how sensitive I am. But 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 basically, that that routine is it positive? Is it negative? Is about expressing that with the client and helping them understand actually what are we doing today? Again, it's about awareness, Michelle. And comfort it's blankets about, as about well, awareness. taking them away. Sometimes so, taking those little little steps away yeah. and, and re-showing there's, there's other opportunities other and other ways and pathways that they can go. Yeah. So with your... Because I could talk about this all day, but Cathy, you're, when people contact you, yeah. what sort of... Um, things do you do with your with your children and 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 with the adults and so on what what how does it the assessment start from the first process of them coming to see you very similar to yourself <laughs> in the fact that the most important thing that we do in our jobs is to listen yeah we listen we listen to what they feel the facts are and then we look behind them and we look behind and we hear what they're not saying not necessarily what they are saying what they're not saying um it may take uh, sometimes i do informal assessments where i will go meet the family and let me emphasize at this point that certainly relief from um anxiety has got to be a family-led process um because of learned behaviors because uh, as parents we are overprotecting our children actually what we need to do is to stand back and hold them strong and actually get them to move forward um, and there's an awful lot that we could talk about that. But actually what I'm really saying is the assessment process is about speaking to the client, whoever that is, whether it's a parent, a child, um, whether it's a family. Uh, and then, then I will look in my toolbox and I will see what I think it is. Um, if I think that it might be an emotional, purely an emotional problem that is linked to something in their past, I might go into um, some coaching and look back at letting go, letting go of the hurt, even acknowledging the hurt. Um, it may be then that we do some art therapy and we work things out gently and we get the people to talk yeah. when they're actually working on something that is, is mindful. Um, and then the other thing is, again, is a program of awareness of what's actually happening in our bodies autonomically when we have high adrenaline and that's where Michelle and I link together because the the mind is so powerful we have locked in behaviors in our back brain and our reptilian brain that will repeat and repeat and repeat until we change them yes I find useful not for everybody but I find it useful for myself so I'm going to give myself um, this but I write down the things that I need to do the following day and that is really critical for me to stay on target on what I'm doing the following day because I know from struggling with mental health myself, I need routine and structure. So that consistency, as the team know, I had a hell of a day yesterday and I still got things with the day that I had yesterday, I still got majority of those things ticked off my list. Absolutely. I wasn't gonna let one thing happen and then a second and a third thing happen 
that you know you get the three don't you um happen all together I was yes I got anxiety yes I got stressed but I, I, I had to keep telling myself this is normal this is normal this is a normal response breathe calm down take your time don't panic and reflect and I have to take myself out of myself and look in outwardly it is a skill that I've had to teach myself for a really long time and I have to keep rehearsing that but I was able to do that then to stay focused on the other things that I needed to get done on my list and I did it I think also as well and a good night's sleep yes and a good night's sleep with my CBD and still contacting (laughs) me to make sure that I was here today I think the other thing, though, I'm going to add to that is sometimes we have to forgive ourselves yeah. and not go through with things if we find that that actually that's my hardest one's going to tip <laughs> us over the top. Yeah. So it's just I absolutely agree with you. Preparation is key. Mm. Um, knowledge is key. Knowing where your limits are is absolutely key. Yeah. You and I know that recognizing the physical signs yeah. of stress. Um, recognizing the physical signs of anxiety you know today sitting here I have a cup of coffee the reason one of the reasons for that is that I get a dry mouth when I become a little bit fearful I get a dry mouth Um, some people will would need to rush off to the toilet that's absolutely fine it's absolutely normal and when I say about awareness as soon as I am I recognize some of those symptoms I can say to myself right let's just stop yeah slow down slow your breathing slow your thinking regroup and there are things that you can do Mm. to then put yourself in a position where you can carry on um but i will emphasize again i think the hardest thing to do is to is to know actually does this serve me at this time to carry on if the answer's no then forgive yourself and stop yeah and and let go yeah let go don't overthink it which some of us are bad at (laughs) anybody anybody with anxiety is is an overthinker overgiver um and then of course if we add another word to that is then we become overwhelmed yeah so it's it's knowing how to control that knowing the strategies to to actually forgive yourself and to allow yourself to stop Give you give yourself time to to have room absolutely and to regenerate up again recharge those batteries um especially you know if you're on the spectrum and you've got been given all these different labels and they are just labels but you it's 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 that thing of you really want the adrenaline at the same time you need but it, it. but it's you need it's, it. it but it's also it can be damaging so you have to understand that and it's took me years it's took me years that's why you know I love what I do it's took me years to understand that about myself that that re that recharging is so 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 important because you're no good to yourself and you're no good to others so it's really important for people and you know we expect a lot from our children too much at times. far too much you know the hours that they do at school and then the homework and then you know suggestions are even extending the school down no that's not happening in my household i'll tell you now it's not happening for the teachers either no it's crazy it's absolutely craziness it's it's you know 
you wouldn't even do that to an animal and and that to me is wrong you know it's 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 too much of one area of just keep flogging it and flogging it and flogging it and flogging it and expecting it to work you can't you've got to take a step back and at that point michelle i think we should talk about energy yeah um we are energy that's who we are yeah unfortunately when our energy levels drop whether that's physically mentally spiritually mm. or emotionally then we don't cope um michelle finds that out with the gut um, all kinds of things go on and we hold on to things that we need to let go of. Um, energy, you know, for me, I do a quite a lot of energy work with my Reiki work, which I combine with my holistic therapies. And the clients say to me, wow, that was as beneficial as spending an hour and a half talking. And it is about the letting go. It is about being aware of your energy. Um, and when I say energy is what are you actually showing other people are you angry all the time you know are you looking at why are you exhausted all the time are you looking at why that could be a physical thing mm. couldn't it michelle yeah it could be anything to do with it could be to do with nutrients it could be to do with lifestyle lack of sleep and i'd say it all goes back to balancing your energy letting yourself have some time out stimulating and challenging yourself in as well and you know what I, I said to you about anxiety being fear face the fear and do it anyway as long as you're in control yeah because actually that fear can turn to excitement absolutely which and is that lovely is, yeah it's... i was excited coming here today michelle thank you kathy Drawing towards the end now, thank you so much for today. It's been my absolute pleasure having you here and the work that we do together and just getting it out there to the universe of what you do and how people can contact Kathy. There will be a link after this with Kathy's details on there um, with her website, telephone number and so on. Please get in touch um, and you can also contact um, Kathy through myself as well. My details will be on there. Both of us would be a pleasure to help all of you out there no matter how small the problem is or issue is but before we disappear um kathy what would you say are some of the best tips to be looking at at this present time thank you thank you for the opportunity thoroughly enjoyed it um i think the most important top tips are some of the things that we've already covered get some sleep if you're not sleeping, ask for help. There are, there is help, and I'm not suggesting that you take tablets, but there are other Come things. Me. <laughs> there are there are other things that you can do. Um, I would encourage people to look at mindfulness. You can look at all kinds of things now online. There are all kinds of exercises you can do. With young people, I find that actually colouring and following, you know, just drawing and without sort of guidance really is a really good thing for them to do. Um, I'm going to give you an example now of when you are feeling in high anxiety. Um, there are things you can do. Anxiety is triggered by our senses. So we're going to use our senses to bring down our adrenaline. So what you can do is you can look for, uh, look for five different things so, and recognise what they are. And actually, if you can, say it out loud. So I would look around me and I would 
divert my mind away from my fears and I would find five things to see and I would concentrate on those. Then I would, I would find four things to hear. So I would start to listen. What we're doing here is turning on our conscious brain away from our reptilian brain and making our conscious mind take control. Then we'd go into three things that maybe we could touch. So whether it be something like a plant and just feel. Like when I came in, I went, oh, yeah, I feel better. <laughs> Our senses are really, really important. So what have I done? I've done see, hear, touch, taste. So maybe you go to your fridge and you get, you know, some fresh fruit or even a piece of chocolate. No, not chocolate. Not chocolate. <laughs> Um, something to take your mind <laughs> off off things and and as I say what have I forgotten now smell you know take time out there's a, an old saying take time out smell the roses absolutely go in you know cut a lemon and and feel that essential smell. oils as well absolutely a massive one go into your garden you know and have a look at the flowers go into even if mm. you just just use your senses to divert your brain away from the things that you're worrying about. Um, so sleep, rest. Rest doesn't necessarily might mean sleep. Rest can be rest from what you're doing. Mm. Take time out, go for a walk. Gentle exercise, really, really important. Really, really important. As you know, Michelle, I have a problem with my Achilles, so I can't do the high end um, exercise anymore, but just taking your time out to Exercise your, young, your lungs is a really good thing to do. So what have I done now? So, yeah, lots of sleep. Eating the right things. So let's go back to the link with Michelle. Find out, maybe, if you are tired all the time and you think you're eating the right things, maybe it's time to go to Michelle and speak to Michelle and say, are the things I'm eating that don't serve me right now? It could be that you need to cut things out of your diet doesn't mean that they can't put them back in again at some time does it Michelle it depends it depends on what it what tests and after they've had an assessment with me a medical assessment to see where they're at whether we do bloods whether it's store samples whatever it might be but I, I would need to explore that every client is so completely mm -hmm. different whether they're allergic or intolerant there's, absolutely there's a huge difference but when you make that shift it can be life-changing but also understanding uh about the food and about the emotional well-being before you eat the food and this is a key key point for anybody out there do not eat when you're stressed and if you do need to eat when you're stressed make sure that it's going to be easy for your body to break down and digest it so liquid form I'm not talking alcohol here. So basically, you know, that is really important and understand the type of activity that you're going to be doing next will depend on the food that you are going to eat just before. So it's about it's about what you're about to do, not what you've just completed and understand how your body breaks it down. There's, there's a lot that's involved in it. It's not just simply no, just absolutely. eat that food and da, 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 da. Absolutely. So, and that will change then base that hormone balance with inside the gut wall and make you feel so much better. As I would say, like avocados for me, like, oh my God, and, and olives and smoked fish, they're all things that make me feel really, really, really good. 
um, a bit like you saying chocolate, you know? So they, they, they make me feel better, especially when I'm feeling down or I'm feeling low or for, you know, for people going through the menopause and so on, which is going on to another complete subject, but they're all key points. And for children, when they're going through different uh, development changes within their life, you know? I'm also finding at the moment, obesity is a huge thing massive, in children. It's so huge. Just to put that up there, but that's another 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 yeah. topic on yeah. another day. But so to go to just, you know, to, to go back and look, decent night's sleep, ask for help if you're struggling. And then we make it simple. Yeah. So I know I spoke a lot there, but that's because I've got so much going in my head and I, and I like to have a specific person that I'm working with and then I break it down and I make it really, really simple. And Kathy does that as well. It's just making it simple. Simple means routine and easy to do adapt. And then the outcomes become simple as well. Yeah. So give yourself time to rest, give yourself time to sleep, eat good foods, do some exercise, ask for help. Ask for help if you need. Please, please, please. If we leave you with nothing else today, there are people out there that can help you. Um, and there is a distinct difference between depression and anxiety. Yes. You can't have both at the same time. I wanted to put that out there today. Um, when you have anxiety, you're on high alert. And when you're depressed, you're absolutely flat. Yeah. Um, so do some reading, do some research. Get in touch with us, ask for some advice. Thank you, Michelle. That's all right. Thanks, everybody. See you on my next podcast.